0: Curious Cousins and the Improbable Treasure Hunt Chapter 2, Lost and Found In which shadows in a graveyard leave treasures behind With breakfast over and the luggage hauled up to the second floor, Kat decided it was time to put things back into some order. Let's get our room sorted, she said brightly. You really are no fun at all, whined Danny as she poked her cousin in the ribs. It's a beautiful day outside, That's where we should be. And we will be, as soon as we get you unpacked and settled in, said Cat, in her most adult voice. No point in arguing with her, Danny, said Paul. She's an obdurate autocrat. By which he means I'm a hard-hearted bossy socks." translated Cat, smiling as she pushed her brothers into the room she was vacating. John, you grab that last box of mine and run it up the stairs to my new room. Gracie, do you want to sleep down here with Danny or upstairs with me? With you, Cat, Gracie grinned up at her cousin. She says I snore, grumbled Danny, rolling her suitcase over to where Cat had left the closet empty. It totally isn't true, but it's how she gets Mom to let her sleep in the big bed. She finished as she laid the suitcase on the floor and stooped to open the zipper. You do so, snore, insisted Grace. You sound just like it does before we have a big rain. Yeah, agreed Paul. She's right, Danny. You make all kinds of grunts and rumbles. And you twitch, added John, rejoining the group. It's like you're running and jumping all night. When we went camping last summer and Paul and I had to bunk in with you, I woke up black and blue. Cat clapped her hands twice and said, "'If you would all stop gabbing like Gibbons, "'we could get things sorted. "'Paul, your turn. "'Run Gracie's suitcase up to my room. "'Danny, you'll have a room to yourself "'so you can twitch and snore to your heart's content. "'What's in the trunk?' "'Skateboards,' grinned Danny, "'and a whole bunch of stuff. "'No clothes?' confirmed Kate. "'Nope.' "'Then just push it onto that window,' said Cat "'as she took Gracie's hand.' Come with me, Gracie. We've got a huge room to ourselves. Want to go over to the pool when we're done, asked Paul. That's a great idea, said Cat. Meet you downstairs at the back door in half an hour. The back garden gate at 42 Simeon Street opened onto a cemetery that ran for three blocks south, three blocks east and four blocks west. Kat and her brothers regularly cut through the cemetery to get to the outdoor pool at Serena Park. The path they took meandered past a pond with two enormous willow trees, a mausoleum that held the remains of a famous family, and domino-like headstones bearing witness to the history of the city. The five talked and laughed as they made their way along the path. Danny and the twins jostled each other bragging about what they'd do when they got to the pool. Behind them, Grace and Cat walked quietly, holding hands. When Grace slowed and then stopped, Cat asked, "What's up, Kiddo? Did you forget something?" She watched Danny, John, and Paul racing towards the gate that led out of the cemetery. No, Grace drew out the word in almost a whisper. "It feels like someone is watching me." Cat looked around. The grass was manicured and dappled in sunshine that shone through the leaves of red maples and birch trees. Birds whistled and chirped, bees buzzed, but Cat didn't see another soul. "'I don't see anyone, Gracie,' she said, tugging lightly on Grace's hand to get her moving again. Grace didn't move. She turned to the left, tilting her head slightly. But whatever it was she had heard was gone. "'Creepy,' murmured Grace." "'Then she and Kat skipped to catch up with the others "'who had stopped at the gate and were waiting for them. "'The morning was delightful. "'The sun was hot, the water chilly, "'and the cousins romped until they were exhausted. "'As they lay drying off on their towels, "'which were spread out on the concrete deck of the pool, "'John declared, "'I'm starving. It must be way past lunchtime.' "'He's always ravenous,' said Paul. "'Does that mean he's always hungry?' Grace asked. Yes, indeed it does, said John, and I am. I am a growing boy. So that's his excuse, laughed Danny, getting up and tugging on a t-shirt. I'm pretty ravenous myself. Shall we head back then, asked Kat, stuffing her pink and green striped towel into her oversized canvas bag? Yes, before John faints dead away from a lack of sustenance, said Paul. "'And they say girls are dramatic,' Grinned, cat, pushing the strands of her long, wet hair "'that had come loose from her ponytail behind her ear. "'As the five meandered along the path back towards their house, "'cat looked down at Grace to see the six-year-old "'had that funny look on her face she'd had earlier. "'Cat listened carefully. "'There were birds and the sounds of the wind "'through the trees' sleeves. "'Grace slowed and turned her head slightly to the right.' Then she pulled on Cat's hand. I hear someone crying, she said softly when Cat bent toward her. Where, asked Cat. She was used to Grace hearing things everyone else ignored. Over there, Grace said, tilting her head to the right again. Cat looked up and saw a large black monument, but she didn't see anyone there. Are you sure, asked Cat. Positive, declared Grace. Grace. "'Guys!' shouted Cat to Danny and the twins, who were well ahead of her. "'Will you take Gracie back to the house? I'll catch up in a couple of minutes.' She watched as her brothers ran back. Each took one of Gracie's hands. Then Cat turned back towards the pool. When she was about three yards back along the path, she veered off, ducking behind the tombstones as she went. She made her way over to the spot Grace had indicated. Nothing. "'Well,' Not exactly nothing, nobody. But the grass behind the monument was flattened, as if someone had been sitting there. Cat saw something shining in amongst the blades of grass. She leaned forward and picked up a small silver owl. It looked like a charm from a bracelet. Straightening up, Cat looked around. Seeing no one, she pocketed the charm and ran to catch up with her kin.